Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. Sure listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock. Sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Not very good, Benjamin. Benjamin, it is week two of the summer deluge. We are still absolutely dripping in content, Benjamin. Dripping in it, Michael. Your socks are absolutely sopping wet with content, Ben. Soaked with juicy, juicy content. We have a bloody big sports umbrella, Benjamin. A big golf umbrella. And even that big golf umbrella of not caring isn't protecting us from the absolute deluge of content. We're still getting dripped on. Still getting dripped on with content, Benjamin. But sure, look it. Yeah. No, you don't talk to you in my bit, Ben. That's a rule we established last week. But no. sure, look it. The, the, some of the content that we're getting soaked in is... Oh, I've forgotten. Do you have a list? Yeah. Sure, sure look, Michael. I'll do you a bit because you can't this week. Yeah, yeah. Sure, look, Michael. We're taking a look at the Black Adam trailer. Black Adam, yeah, yeah. The Rock we is back. We got a bloody trailer for Nope. Nope. No, thank you. And uh, we got a bloody trailer for Prey. So many trailers. We're going to be taking a look at that, Michael. We're also going to be taking a look at Miss Marvel Episode 1, Representation Done Right, or is it? Or is it? And then, of course, Michael, we're returning to our fan favourite segment, The Boys, Season 3, Episode 4. Mmm. Who's dead now? Would you, would you like to do my bit, or will I do my bit as no, well? No, I have no idea what you're talking about this week, so you do <laughs> your bit too, but do it in a funnier voice. Sure, listen, Avihil. I'll go on. If that wasn't enough for you, and it isn't, because we do a weekly pop culture bloody podcast, we're in the middle yep. of a deluge. Deluge. Too many contents. Too many winter sports, Michael. <clears throat> If that wasn't enough for you, we're also going to be taking a look at Sweet Weird. Sweet Weird. Sweet Weird. What's that? The bloody manic Gen Y wave taking hold of speculative fiction as we know it. Or is it? Or is it? Or is it, Ben? We should have called this podcast Or Is It? For example, Uh, Benjamin. That would have been a very catchy podcast name. For example, Benjamin, the first item that we're discussing this week is the Black Adam trailer. Or is it? No, it is, yeah, no, it's there in the wrong order. Benjamin, of course, Black Adam is set in the Shazam DCEU corner of the universe. Or is it? Yeah, genuinely, Michael, or is it? Or is it, Benjamin? It's very hard to tell. It doesn't fucking look like it. (laughs) They certainly don't want you to think about Zachary Levy in a big rubbery muscle suit while you're watching this. No, we got someone with actual big rubbery muscles this time, made of flesh. He has his own big fleshy rubbery muscles, Ben, and it's not a Lovecraftian horror. It, it's not at all. It's The Rock. It's just 50-year-old hormone replacement man, The Rock. You reckon it's you reckon it's all hormones now, Michael? Benjamin, you do not get to The Rock's age and The Rock's size naturally. Well, that's fair enough, Michael, isn't it? No. Now, I'm not saying, Ben, he's on steroids, although he may well be, but I'd say he's at least on the hormone replacements. What, what does that do now, Michael? Tell me more about that. The old um, Benjamin, as you get older, Benjamin, you'll, yeah. you'll experience this soon. Yeah, I'm pretty close to 50 now. Exactly, Benjamin. As you get older, you're um, you're pretty close to a 50-year-old, but you're, you yourself are not close to 50. Yeah, well, I'm close to you quite often, so yes. Ah, oh, very good. You've hoisted me by my own ageing petard. Benjamin, as you get older, your body will stop producing as much testosterone, amongst others. Well, that seems like a pain, doesn't it? Oh, Benjamin, one of the biggest disasters for a man, because you get, uh, you don't heal as fast, you can't develop muscle as fast, you get tired more easily. 
This is all so, terrible news, Michael. Is this coming for me and for you? Everybody, Ben. No. Unless you give Joe Rogan a quick call and get some hormone replacement therapy. Is Joe Rogan the only man we can go to? He is, he's got, he's cornered the market, Ben. On hormone replacement therapy. Yes. Not only is he cornered the market, he'll only deal with you if you phone into his podcast. <laughs> he's actually rebranded it as hormone Rogan therapy. Yes, exactly, Benjamin. Mm. Benjamin, let's talk about the film, though, not big rubbery fleshy muscles. Michael, uh, what's going on here? Uh, right. Benjamin, have you ever seen The Scorpion King? Yeah. It's that again. It's that again. I thought for a second, Michael, it was set in Tatooine. <laughs> Very good. I didn't so, know. Someone in Disney went, sue them! Sue like, <laughs> we have a copyright on deserts. Get yeah. those fuckers. Tatooine is actually based on a real place, lads. Calm down. <laughs> I know you've never seen it or any other biomes, but don't worry. <laughs> all you've got is all you've got is sand terrariums, you fucks. Yeah. Come here to me, Michael. It's set in the fictional world of Kandak, which is basically Egypt with a with a heavy Jordanian makeover. Is it? Yeah, it's like Jordan in, in real life. That's oh, what Kandak is in the comics. All right, no, but you're saying the fictional world rather than the fictional country. Y- yes. Yeah, but it's the fictional country, isn't it? It's the fictional country of Kandak. Yeah, yeah. He's not on a different planet. He's on this no, planet. No, no. He's, he's on Earth, but he's yeah, on yeah. an Earth that isn't our Earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the one thing that both the Earths have in common is that they both have Pierce Brosnan. And Tatooine. And Tatooine. And the planet Tatooine. Planet Benjamin, Tatooine. Pierce Brosnan is in it. Benjamin, you're our DC man. We saw the yeah. most DC stuff in this. Tell us who everyone is and who's they going to be. So what we've got, what we've got, Michael from Pierce Brosnan is Doctor Fate, who is mm. Doctor Strange but with a helmet. Yeah, he's Doctor Strange but with a helmet and less cool facial hair. And Michael, I tell you what, go on. That helmet was very dodgy. Go on, what do you mean? That's a big chunky helmet on a much slimmer man. <laughs> that oh, wow. helmet was too big. Are you saying that the helmet is too big for Pierce Brosnan's head? It's like a DC's Legends of Tomorrow foam helmet that they're like, oh, what a powerful object this is. Oh no. Benjamin, he probably demanded in his contract extra room inside the helmet for his bouffant of hair. And ego. And ego. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan apparently quite nice though, Ben. He's probably quite quite a lovely man. If you'd like to be on this podcast, he's more than welcome to come along and have a chitty chat with us. So we got to look at him, Michael. It looks like we'll be following the classic rules of Dr. Fate, which is, oh, you really don't want to put that helmet on unless you have to. Oh, oh, it's no use, is it not? Oh, the the helmet quite often tries to trap the wearer inside, Michael, so it can stay as Dr. Fate as opposed to having to live in prison in the helmet. Because ah. within the helmet, Michael, is the hmm. spirit of Naboo, one of the Lords of Order. Oh, I think that's um, the planet from Star Wars, Ben. I think you've got Star Wars on the brain this week. <laughs> I, wish, I wish that was the case, Michael. Come here to me. Come here Go to on. me. We also got a little glimpse at Hawkman. Yeah, yeah, he's a man who's a hawk. Yeah, a man who's a hawk. That's Carter Hall. Mm. in the DC universe or he's is an archaeologist it? who's reincarnated on Earth many many times over or is it Michael because in this he's played by what looks to be an African American gentleman which is a big departure for the character I could see Carter Hall being a, um, an African American name Ben that doesn't really Makes bells per- no 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 but uh, just traditionally the character is a white man alright okay a classic Commodore Garden white man who classic else have we got Commodore Garden white man anyway that's happening there as well it looks like he's going to have a little square off with with Black Adam, it looks like they're going to have a deep chat at some point about being a hero. What it means. And what it means, Michael. And then we got a few glimpses at other people. One of them is Adam. At Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher is a weird one, Michael. It was it was DC's uh, paltry attempt at kind of an ant man. Or a doll man. Or a giant man. Or a giant man. Or Deadpool. 
Yeah, something like that. So in this, he's probably going to be a similar thing. He's played by noted internet fuckboy Noah Centineo. I don't know who that is, Ben. You don't need to know who that is, Michael. If you've ever watched Netflix's stuff, he's in all those and the internet. He thinks he's God's gift, Michael, but the internet oh, has told him several times. Oh, I don't think so, pal. Oh, I think you're thinking of Ezra Miller, Benjamin. Who else is in it? Um, Ezra Miller's probably going to pop up there, Michael, because Warner <laughs> Brothers refuses, so. no matter how many lawsuits. Another restraining order filed against Ezra Miller this week, Michael. Ezra and Miller. accusations of grooming children as well. Ezra Miller is going through a very rough time and should probably be left alone. I, I don't think that's the case, Michael. I think Ezra Miller is causing very rough times and is probably a bit of a prick. Yes, but Benjamin, generally when people are doing something like that, it's because they're having some sort of troubles. Yeah, that's fine, Michael and all, but I don't think, you know, I think if you're grooming kids, you should probably just fuck off and die. Oh, that's a bit extreme now, Benjamin. I'm not supporting grooming children, obviously. We'll, obviously. We'll obviously. But I'm saying that Ezra Miller might need some help and maybe everyone should get off Ezra Miller's case until that help is is achieved says the man who is currently wearing a Punisher t-shirt I've got a Punisher podcast. t-shirt Benjamin and in real life I would break Ezra Miller's legs you would you would you would cause quite a bit of damage Michael but Benjamin you I'm might not be going, the man I'm not going to Benjamin because I think we should get help for Ezra Miller hashtag send help for Ezra Miller Benjamin <laughs> yeah. I'm quite excited about Black Adam I'll watch anything with a rock in it and his big fleshy rubbery muscles it looks really good it, well that's a lie it looks interesting yeah, it looks pretty generic to me, to be honest. It looks like a generic superhero schlockfest, but I might watch it, Michael. I quite, I kind of liked him catching the rocket. Yeah, that was good. I've, we've seen it before, obviously. I like the, I like the power they're bringing to the character, though. He looks menacing. He looks mm. strong. Mm, I hope he's he just like I'm a fuck you up. I don't think we need the classic "Ah, uh, oh, my son died" redemption arc thing, but we're gonna have to. Yeah, and we're gonna have to deal with "Am I a goodie or am I a baddie?" Am I a goodie or am I a baddie? A little bit of both, maybe, is what the world needs until Zachary Levi comes and says, no, you need a big, red, fleshy, foamy costume. Oh, and you know what you'd probably say if someone tried to put you in a big, red, fleshy, foamy costume? I'd probably say, nope. Very good segue. 10 out of 10 segue. Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. This trailer kept on telling us it's not what you expected. And I'll tell you what, it's because it's not what we expected. It's not what I expected, Michael. It's not what we expected at all, Ben. We thought this was going to be a tense and gross and terrifying alien film. I think I think it still might be, Michael. There's a there's a repainting house with guts scene. Yes, but I tell you one thing, and I'll tell you this for free, Benjamin, unless you're part of our Patreon. Then what I'll <laughs> tell you is that I'm getting strong tremors vibes off this now. There, there's a good there's a good heaping helping dose of rednecks take on aliens, isn't there, Benjamin? There is. Ben, there is indeed, yeah. I love an alien abduction film. It's been a while since we've had a decent alien abduction film in the cinema. Some people would say ever. Uh, I think Close Encounters is probably one of the, the popular hits of the day, Michael. No, Nobody gets abducted in Close Encounters. It's Close Encounters of the third kind, not Close Encounters of the fourth kind. Oh, is that is that the worst? Is that the probing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third kind is when you see them. Fourth kind is when they stick up of your butt. Okay, well, we don't want that, Michael. Well, that might happen in this film, so I hope you're ready for it. I, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready for it, Michael, I won't lie to you. Is this going to be a comedy? I think it's going to have strong comedic tones, Michael. Hmm. I think we might see a little bit of a departure from the formula given to us uh, in Us. Yes, and them. And them, them there over that hill there. Yeah. I'll be going near them now. I, Kiki Palmer... 
from what I understand, Michael, and from the films I have seen with one Kiki Palmer in it, mm-hmm. you don't bring Kiki in for a, an Oscar winner. What do you bring Kiki Palmer in for? For a bit of a shit and a giggle. Oh, you think that's what it is? Uh, so I, I think we're probably going to see a fair bit of that. I think we're going to see some commentary on the TikTok age, Michael, and the notion of spectacle. Mm. I think we're probably going to see a lot of that. Yes. I think we're probably going to see a little commentary, Michael, on exposing black prejudice in the media. Oh, very good. Okay. I think we're going to see a little bit of a comment on the attention-grabbing ways of media today because, Michael, one of the lines that we hear very clearly in the trailer is, I don't think they can get you if you don't look at them. Mm. So I think, Michael, we're probably going to see a little MAGA critique. Oh, make America great again. We might say a little QAnon critique. Yes, question all non-original knobs. Uh, yeah, non-original knobs are a real threat. They're out there, ladies and gentlemen. Always check the verification of your knobs before you engage in anything. Doop, 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 doop. This has been oh, a public a service tr- announcement from... Trilly knob. <laughs> Benjamin, be quiet for a moment. Ben, what do you think the big surprising twist at the end of this is going to be? It's Ku Klux Klan members. Do you think so? No, the white people are fine and only black people are being probed. Oh, no, that's too obvious. Only black people will be left. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm really just going through a smorgasbord of what could be. I have a dartboard here on it. The aliens are black people from the future, Ben. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Afrofuturism. Oh, I'm fucking <laughs> down to watch that, Michael. <laughs> that might be what it is. Yeah. Ben. Do we just ben. figure out? <laughs> nope. Ben, nope. Give it over. Benjamin. Speaking yeah. of aliens coming from the future and coming back and doing nope things, <laughs> you've just watched the trailer for the film Prey. Yeah. Prey, yeah. otherwise known as Predator 5. Yes. This time it's girls. This time it's it's ladies. Mm. Because we've been... We've, <laughs> if anyone needs more representation of being preyed upon, it's women. Very Don't. good, Benjamin. <laughs> Do you think it's a representation of a sexual predator? Yeah, well, I mean, it's certainly a tone they could take... It, <sighs> From the trailer, Michael, I, I think we can comfortably say that this isn't going to be a think piece. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give I, I the listeners a quick filling in on what we're seeing here, Ben. I, I'll fill those listeners in, Michael. Give them what a quick they, filling in. What we see in this particular trailer, ladies and gentlemen, is a member of some unknown First Nations tribe. Played by your favourite, Ben, Amber Mid-Thunder. I've never heard of that woman, but sure, why not say she's my favourite? She was in Legion, Ben. Oh, them there off the telly with the superpowers. With the superpowers, remember? Oh, that was very good, yeah. She was the character who co-inhabited a body with the old scientist man. Oh, get out of fucking town. Your favourite character in it, Benjamin. And and she has been hunted. She's being hunted, Benjamin. She's being hunted by a big old predator. Yes, played by James Franco. Played by Harvey Weinstein. Oh, very good. We've both gone for the same joke. Yeah. No, Uh, Benjamin, it's a classic (laughs) common regard and predator. It's yeah, like James Franco or Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> we got them. Uh, we got them. Excellent. Uh, come here to me, Michael. Yeah. Come here I'm to listening. me. It's First Nations versus Predator. Yeah. Which seems even more unfair because they, they only have bows and arrows, Michael. Seems quite unfair, Benjamin. Do you remember the first Predator? Yeah. There was a big fella called Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And he was there with like seven other professional wrestlers. He was up there with them over the mountain. No, enormous gang of fellas, Ben. Yeah. 
big enormous gang of fellas and they all had very high calibre automatic weapons Ben the type of automatic weapons that should kill a man to even try and fire them yes Carl Carl Weathers Carl Weathers was in it Ben your favourite Carl Weathers Jesse the Body Ventura yes um, several others several other large men that were intimidating enough before they were given high velocity weapons Shane Black Shane <laughs> Little skinny fella Shane Black. Noted little skinny fella Shane Black. But uh, they didn't fare too well, Michael. No, so how is this tiny little girl going to kill a predator, Ben, with sticks? With great fucking effort. Uh, Michael, it looks to be that she gets her hand on some predator metal at some point. Oh, classic. Because you can see her with that. With, see, I don't know if any of this is racist, Michael. I don't know if you can say tomahawk in relation to First Nations. I think that's what it's called, Ben. It's called Is it a tomahawk? tomahawk? Yes. Right, she makes herself a little tomahawk, gives it a chuck, and it seems to float back to her hand, Michael, on command. No, Ben, she's tied a rope onto it, and she's no, pulling she's it No, she's made back. a little mjolnir, I think. No, she's, yes, with a rope. Yeah, a little I think mjolnir, I've watched, I think. <laughs> I've watched this trailer in higher definition than you. Uh, no, I think it's... <laughs> Go on. I think it's a little mjolnir. No, it's not, Ben, she's got a rope tied onto it, and she's just pulling it back. But that's hardly going to kill a predator, is it? It's not really, Michael, no. You'd probably need quite a big mjolnir. I don't think that could even kill Kevin Spacey, to be honest. I don't think it would, Michael. Uh, but, you know, it'll probably get rid of some of the smaller predators. Like? James Franco? <laughs> He's only a little skinny fella. He's only a little skinny Benjamin. fella, Michael. Yeah. I, I, wonder, I wonder what it is to be an Aliens and Predator fan and what to think of canon. Because... Is this in continuity? Is it out of continuity? So there's a, there's a few different theories floating around, Michael. One of the theories floating around is that this is the original Predator that we saw with Mr. Schwarzenegger. It's the same fella. Which implies that bloody Predators live very long. Yeah, well, they might. Well, we don't know, Michael. I haven't read the extended Dark Horse comics to back that up yet. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a shot at Dark Horse comics for some reason. One of no, I'm not, I'm not really. I, just, I, I literally haven't read the canon. All right, okay. So in that particular case, I don't know how long a predator lives. That'll be interesting. I I don't think he still has the little bloody laser cider in about two hundred years ahead of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Seems unfair to me. Seems unfair, Michael, because that that we that we Comanche fella he he strings up a bow and he, he aims it, and then he gets three little dots in his head, and it's like oh fuck. And yeah, was that bow going to hurt a predator? I find I find it hard to believe that bow could hurt a predator. Right? I find that hard to believe. My, I find it hard to believe the little baby Mjolnir would hurt a predator. No, yeah, especially because it's just an axe tied onto a rope. One of the very interesting things that this film is going to do, Michael, to make a little bit of cinematic history, is it's receiving a full Comanche language dub. Get out of here! Yeah, yeah. How, have Have you just read that now? No, no. I read about it before we did the podcast. Oh, is it really? Yes, it's one of the first. It's the first. It is the first film to receive a full Comanche language dub, a full First Nations language dub. That's very interesting, Benjamin. And Benjamin, yes, is it go- is it coming to cinemas or is it coming to the streaming? Uh, oh, bloody! Let's find out. It's. I'd say it'll come to the old Disney Plus model because it's Hulu, and as we know now, Hulu is synonymous with Disney. Is it? Uh, it's coming to Hulu on August fifth, Michael. That's quite soon. That's uh, for for the streams then. Hmm. I Are we just not taking it, bets on films anymore, Michael? Are we not doing that anymore? We don't take a punt anymore, Ben. We're not, we're not taking a punt, Michael. Is that what you're no. saying? Although they took a punt, Benjamin. This is not on our running order, but they took a punt on a couple of weird ones recently. Go the on. Biggest, though, I mean, the, the biggest surprise of the year, and we haven't talked about it because it came out on the week that we missed, but the biggest surprise of the year has to be the box office performance of uh, Top Gun, This Time He's Old. 
uh, Top Gun uh, a little bit rusty, but still fires just fine. Yeah, Top it's absolutely Gun, smashing it, Ben. Uh, both critically and box officely. Yes, it's incredible. E- everybody's like Top Gun Maverick is fucking great. Yes, I worry now, Benjamin, that this is going to signal to people. This is what it was. Some of the sequels where we've had a sequel many years later and it was a disaster and people said, oh, you waited too long. Now those people are going to be thinking, ah, shag it. We didn't wait long enough. That's what was wrong. That's what it was. That's why Tron Legacy bombed. If they waited until (laughs) next year to bring Tron Legacy out, it would have been a massive success. I have some terrible news for you, Michael. Oh, go on. (laughs) There's another Tron sequel coming and you know starring in it. Uh, Is it Jeff Bridges? Jared fucking Leto. Oh, not Leto. <laughs> oh, get out of here. I thought he would be too busy doing Morbius 3. Yeah, well, we, uh, Michael, I, I feared the takeaway is going to be, ah, no, we need more white males in the central roles. That's what it is. We abandoned the white male principle. Mm, well, is it? I, I don't know, Michael. I feel like <laughs> there's a very important demographic going to the cinema to see Top Gun Maverick that go probably doesn't go to see a lot of films that it might consider woke. Yes, well, I mean, it's a whole probably it's it's this is probably doing gangbusters in the thirty-five to fifty-five age bracket and the red states. Uh, Benjamin, I don't even know what the red states are because we, we don't have red states here. And I think America's just one big red state, to be honest. It possibly is, but I think you're also thinking of Soviet Russia. But oh yes, yeah, Top Gun Maverick has been a massive success here. Yeah, and we don't have red states. Yeah, we don't. Do you know where it does have a red state, Michael? Oh, <laughs> uh, no? Russia, where the boys were this week. Oh, very good segue and stopping me arguing with you about the red states. Well, no, let's ben- argue about the red states. Fine, let's no, 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 no. We've got to, let's talk about the boys. The boys. Not the more first time we've thrown away a perfectly good segue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Benjamin. The, last, yeah. the boys is uh, gross, isn't it? Ah, oh, Michael, so gross. It's so horrible. What a horrible universe. Imagine, Michael, right, training for argue, possibly decades of your life, right? Big spoilers here. Big spoilers coming. Big spoilers here for episode four, season three of The Boys. Imagine training for a good chunk of your life, Michael, and dedicating yourself to your nation's military, right? Yes. You, you sweat the hours out. You build a body of stone. You hone your skills to a knife blade point. You yep. are ready, to are defend you, the motherland. Right? Are you describing a hypothetical situation here or are you just describing me? Uh, just, just go with me. Just close right. your eyes. Okay, Imagine, eyes. okay, you pick up every weapon known to man and you are ready to go. You take on superhuman threats on a daily basis. You are armed and ready. Imagine yeah. that, right? I'm ready, yeah. And then you die being skull-fucked by a hamster. <laughs> what an aggressive little hamster. Benjamin, what's that in your mouth? Is that a stylus? Uh, yes, it's a little stylus thingy. It's a little stylus. Very good. Benjamin. Yes. That was Jamie the Hamster, who apparently was a big character in the comics, but I don't remember him. Huge, Michael. He belonged to Huey. Wee Huey. Was he Wee Huey's pet? Yeah, he got him from the Blarney Cock, Michael. What is that? The Blarney Cock is an Irish pastiche superhero. He's uh, an Irish-American who plays a superhero called the Blarney Cock. And uh, he's he's one of those Americans who's like, I'm Irish. My granddad came over on the boat. He's one of them. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. I've seen them before, Benjamin. Very popular in the red states. Um, and is, does he have superpowers? No, no, no. This is that's a little. That's a little. Num 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 num. num. It's uh, an extra sprinkling. A little extra sprinkling for the boys' television series. Benjamin, the main kind of point of episode four was a Homelander 
starting to get control over the situation. Homelander's coup. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, he's no use. Oh man, Anthony Stark! Just round of applause, top to bottom. What a utterly despicable fuckwit. Just bury him in Emmy Awards, Benjamin. Give them to the man. Just give all of them to the Emmy to him. They might be worried about giving him an Emmy Award on the basis that they might think he might try and put it up his butt or something. Yes, or he'll get too many Emmys and die underneath them. Yeah, and they'll they'll all stick in his skull in a horrible way. Yeah, and then, you know, he'll die in a very undignified fashion. Yeah, yeah, that might happen, Benjamin. But we have to separate Anthony Starr, the actor from New Zealand, who's very good. Who's very good. Or Australia, maybe. One of those places. I think he's New Zealander, but I'll check again. And and the horrible character of the Homelander, who's an absolute son of a gun. What a son of a gun he is, Michael. So he's begun to solidify his power. He gets uh, Congressman, uh, Congresswoman Victoria Newman. He's from New Zealand, Michael. You were right the first time. Very good. Yeah, he's only a little New Zealand. He gets uh, Congresswoman Victoria Newman on side, Michael. She gets a little dose of V. Now, Michael, I have a little prediction here. I think the, the dose of V is going to go horribly for her daughter. I assume so, Benjamin. I assume it's a case of flying too close to the bloody fucking sun. Yeah, she's going to get some sort of horrible power. Yeah, that nobody wants. Mm. Yeah. She has an extra butt on her back. An extra butt on her back, uh, which makes bowel movements a breeze, but everything else a bit of a pain. Mm. Yes. Come here to me, Michael. I, I thought that was a good old twist, where El Stan Edgar has the, the rug unceremoniously whipped out from under him. But Benjamin... There's no point hiring notor- no- noted actor. Is his first name Lewis? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Esposito. Yes. If if you're just going to have him roll over and play dead. Is it Carlos Esposito? It might be. I'm going to have to check that now. But he'll be coming back, Ben. He'll be coming back with a backup plan. I, I like the way he gets his last little jab in against the, the Homelander. He's like, you're a bad product. Oh, wow. Yeah, Benjamin, he's just putting up the front of not being scared of Homelander, which seems to be what you have to do to Homelander to not get killed. To not get yourself taken out. Homelander wants you to cower in fear, Yeah, Michael. he's no use. Yeah, ben, it's it's very unusual. Look, it's what, very what unusual. Have you found out what his name is? I'm still, it's uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito Jr. Esposito Jr. He's very good. Yes, Benjamin. Ben. Yeah. Um, poor old drummer boy didn't last very long, did he? Which one's drummer boy? Oh, Jesus, Michael! What a fucking way to close out a uh, scene. Absolute gross and horrible episode. Oh, drummer boy got the f- he got his shit rocked, Michael. Absolutely. Well, even more, Ben. He got killed. He got he got full on killed, Michael. I think again, one of the things that makes Homelander such a great villain is you don't know when he's just gonna when he's just gonna fuck it up. Yeah. He's just going to snap off screen. And I love it. A-Train just makes himself out to be the bastard we all knew he was. Absolute bag of shit, that guy. Absolute bag of shit, that guy. Two pair of bags of shit. They're the worst, too. Yeah, just the worst. Get rid of them. Put them in a big bin. Come here. uh, What did you think of the progression uh, of Butcher's addiction to the old V24? Well, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because in the comic books, Ben, you've informed me that in the comic books, all the boys have powers. All the boys have the standard set, super strength, super durability. That's the yeah. that's the standard set you're given when you sign up to the boys because the only way to take on soups or capes is to be powered yourself. Otherwise, you just get the fucking... You get your clock cleaned, Michael, every fucking time. Mm. And that seems sense. to be the way they're heading with this. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll, we Huey dipped his nose in the bag, so to speak. Mm. 
and came out with a set of superpowers that's different from what old old bloody butcher boy got yeah so does the boys universe ben ever expand upon where you where your powers come from there's it's it's a grab bag it's a lucky dip is it it's not ever explained whether it's environmental circumstances, whether it's a traumatic event. Nothing is explained as to why certain superheroes get their powers. Mm. Only that you do get a set of powers. Sometimes it's fucking awful. And other times it's quite entertaining. Benjamin, we should do an episode on where do powers come from in, in various um, universes. Yeah, the root of power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Do you ever, did you ever play Freedom Force, Benjamin? Ah, oh, Freedom Force is a classic, Michael. PC classic game. Classic PC game. And in that, you get a you get a big bang of uh, some sort of magic liquid called, I don't know, something X. Energy Chemical. X. Energy X, that was it. Energy X. And then it gives you a superpower based on whatever thematic thing is happening around you at that time. <laughs> Which is handy. It's handy, yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but it's dead handy. Makes the personal brand very easy to <laughs> Very to really easy, down, yeah. You know? Exactly. Ben. Yeah. I like the boys. I'm looking forward to episode five. No, here, come here. There's more to talk about here, Michael. Oh, go on. Get out of here. Jet right. Snackles, what do we think? Going to be a, oh, gonna be a key player here? I forgot, we always have to talk about your favourite Jensen Ackles. Yeah, Benjamin. very important, yes. Jensen Ackles is a good sport, isn't he? He'll sing a song. Oh, he'll take the piss out of himself. No bother, Michael. No bother. Everyone must have been shocked when it turned out that out of Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki, Jensen Ackles was the sound one. Oh, I don't think that shocked me at all, Michael. Anyone who's ever watched uh, Supernatural is very aware that Jensen Ackles is the one with a bit of banter about him. Yes, but Benjamin, don't forget that they are actors and nobody knew that Kevin Spacey was allegedly a predator. That's also true, Michael. Well, hopefully Jen Stackles isn't a predator. But what we also all forgot, Michael, is that Eric Kripke is the guy show running the boys and Eric Kripke was the man behind Supernatural. Yeah, good friends. Ben. Yeah, good pals. Yeah. He seems to have new powers now. He seems to have new powers. He's got a little nuclear reactor in his chest. He's shooting a big laser out of his chest or something. So, Michael, it turns out that the superpower they can take down the Homelander was was Supernatural's Jensen Ackles all along. We always knew it was Supernatural's Jensen Ackles. To be honest, Benjamin... We did, yeah. It makes it very only, clear in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. We're only three seasons in, so I don't fancy Soldier Boy's chances, to be honest. I think they're going to find some way to either get him on side so that Homelander and Soldier Boy team up. Oh, no. That would be even worse. Or... The boys have to make the bigger play and get rid of Soldier Boy over Homelander. They're forced to make mm. a compromise, Michael. And it turns out that Soldier Boy is fucking worse than all of them put together. I don't know, because we've already had that. And they revealed it by having her be a big, horrible Nazi. She was a big, horrible Nazi. Either that or Soldier Boy becomes the Homelander's new girlfriend. Oh, gross. I don't know how it's going to go, Michael. Yeah, well, Ben, I said gross there as an immediate reaction, not because of the homosexual connotations, which are fine. Yes. Just because they're both horrible. And the lactation fetish. Oh, no use. Yeah, he's probably going to milk Soldier Boy. Oh, I don't want to see it. Yeah, no, well, there's a, probably a dedicated fandom out there somewhere that does, so, you know, <laughs> the the acolytes. <laughs> yeah, Ben has a Discord channel, if you're interested in that, just hop up onto it. Yeah, acolytes. The acolytes, the, the oh, lact- lactolites. I <laughs> We're almost there. Lactolites has has yeah. a real ring to it. Very good. The we'll Jensen just keep workshopping this joke, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. But come here, Michael. We're going to keep watching it because it's fucking great. Very good. Yeah, poor old Karen Fukuyama. Oh, she's having a rough time. She's having a real rough go. I mean, as an actress, nailing it. As the femme, yeah. oh, Christ, yeah. less good. Not great. Come here to me, Michael. We also watched another thing this week. What was it, Ben? 
another person having a fairly all right old time was Miss Marvel. Benjamin, I didn't watch it because I was on the internet and I saw that it was getting lots of one star reviews. And I said to myself, well, this doesn't sound very good, so I'm not going to watch it. That's interesting, Michael, isn't it? No, I, I, it's a little It's a little bit I've done. I no, did go on, tell it. me a little bit more there, Michael. I did watch it, Ben, but ah, a lot of, of people decided you probably shouldn't watch it. Uh, a lot of white people in their 30s, I'd imagine... I don't know, but I think some people who are in their 40s are also angry. You know, um, <laughs> that was well played. Very good. Thank you. Benjamin. Yes. I haven't read a single one of the negative reviews. As um, you shouldn't. Because most of them seem to come online before the show did. Yeah. Which, um, again, Amer- look, Ben. Look, Ben. Can I, can I just... Anytime this happens, all I can think is of Americans going to America, you know? You just got to let America... Just, that was a very Homelander-esque speech there. Yeah, Look, at the just, end of the day, America's going to America. You know? You've just got to let America, America. Benjamin, if they can't stop themselves from shooting up schools, what's going oh, to stop them from review-bombing television shows aimed at teenage girls? You're just you're just swinging in there, are you? I'm swinging in. I'm letting America have it this week, uh, Yeah. I'm absolutely, I've had it up to fucking here with America, to be honest with you. They've had it too good for too fucking long, my God. I don't know if they have had it too good, Benjamin. It sounds like a fucking hellscape. But, look, <laughs> really that's not what we're here to talk about. Because we have watched... For the very first time, uh, a Marvel TV or movie product, which is distinctly not aimed at us. Now, here's the thing I'm going to say. Not aimed at you is not the same as not for you. All right. Because, yeah, go on. Tell me more about that, Michael. Because, God. Benjamin, we are, at this podcast, and a lot of people I know are, fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are, yeah. And... We have every right to, and there's no one who would deny this right. And if you think that you don't have the right, you're you're fighting an imaginary force in your head. A straw man, watch, if you will. Yeah, to watch and enjoy and comment on this. Yeah, yeah. But just because it's not aimed, just because it is for us doesn't mean it's not, it is aimed at us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we are not the target market. That is why, for this week's uh, discussion of... Miss Marvel. We're talking about Miss Marvel, by the way, obviously. we For this week's d- discussion of Miss Marvel, we have brought in an expert on the teenage girl's perspective on media. Yeah, go on. It's you. It's Ben. Oh, it's me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on. What did you nothing, think? Nothing understands that like I do. Michael, this, this very much follows the Netflix teen drama uh, format of storytelling. Yes, go on. Uh, and what I mean by that is, Michael... You can take a look at a few different Netflix movies aimed at teens. Uh, the Kissing Booth 1 and The Kissing Never heard Booth of it. 2. Never heard of that. Very much in that. Uh, there's a fantastic film that came out, I think, about three years ago now, Michael. It was Booksmart, Olivia Wilde's directorial debut. Oh, go on. Did you see Booksmart? I didn't, Benjamin. Booksmart was about two young bookish women, Michael. All right, okay. Who I, I was to- doing... I was doing a kind of joke there earlier when I said you represented the teen girl's perspective, but either you've done your research or you actually do. Oh, I've done quite a bit of research, Michael, um, oh, because this is an important issue, and if we're going to speak on it, we may as well do it right. Eh? All right, go on. Eh? So uh, Booksmart came out about three years ago now. It was the directorial debut of one Olivia Wilde, and it's about two young ladies who decide to go all out on their final night of high school and have a big old party, Michael. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's very familiar. It's in it's in that narrative. So it's it's way up there with with all of these kind of dramas, Michael. We've seen it a million times now. 
uh, and it's it's become a very dominant format. It's young uh, child of immigrants has come up in a very strict upbringing and is actually a very quirky thing that doesn't at all fit the the general stereotypes of family or ethnicity based on where they're from. Yes. And they're now breaking free. They're soaring. Yes. Go on. Mm-mm. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. But what where I'm drawing this, Michael, is far more in the editing style of what we're getting. Right. Because the story style, Benjamin, could be bend it like Beckham. The story style is very much bend it like Beckham, Michael. It's 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 again, as I said, young, uh, young, young first generation immigrant. Yeah. Uh, takes on the world and that's yes. it's a it's a fine story and it needs to be told many many times michael and Benjamin, that's absolutely fine you could say brown girls like me don't save the world just as much as you could say brown girls like me don't win the women's fa cup final yeah it just doesn't happen right yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, that's a very good point michael that's a uh, one of the ham-fisted lines that we got but you know it's again michael not for us it's a nice clear no, message i wouldn't say it's not for, for us uh, sorry, it's not aimed at us. That's yes. better. That made yeah. you happier. It is uh, for us. It, it, but it's not aimed at us. It's, yeah. it's very. It, this is very much aimed at teens, Michael. This is Marvel's yeah, yeah, attempt yeah. at getting teens in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they named it in the episode. It's called Generation Y with a W-H-Y. Very good. That episode one is called that. But anyway, Kamala Khan basically takes on the role of kind of an internet blogger. Vlogger. Yeah. And she's a fangirl. She's a big fangirl, Ben. Yeah, in every sense of the word. And and she's absolutely in love with Captain Marvel. Everybody's favourite character, Captain Marvel. Nobody's favourite character, Captain Marvel. If but anyway. Brie Larson doesn't get off her arse and get in an episode of this, I'll be very disappointed in her. I think this is how they're bringing Captain Marvel back to the MCU. Oh, very good. Okay. Ben. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a sequence in this. Yes. For, okay, hold on. Before we get into it. Stylistically... Yes. I thought it was quite good. It I had, think uh, it has... Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, you go on. I if you're going to interrupt me, do it confidently. I was just going to say it has one of the most confident styles that I've seen of any Marvel TV show. It actually has a bit of an identity. It does have a bit of an identity, doesn't it, Ben? Ben, it's become a common trick to play with text messaging, and this was one of my favourite oh, efforts yeah. at it. Oh, it was very good. It was very good, wasn't it, when all the little signs were in the... The messages were on the signs and stuff. Yeah, they belonged in universe, Michael, and they they just moved seamlessly. I thought it was a great use. I thought it was very clever, very, Lovely. very, very stylish. Lovely, very modern, very young, very hip. Very young, very hip, Michael. Very modern. Oh, you said but that. Sorry. What I will say, Benjamin. Go on now. Is and I I liked I really liked the planning sequence where they planned their little kind of heist escape. It's it's very stylistically done, Michael. Very talented. Very good. Is that us jumping over bridge? Yes, Benjamin. Yeah. I will say, however. And this is speaking to both of our personal experience. Whoever wrote and designed this episode has never, ever, ever been to a con. Never. Not once. Never once in their life. Why is the con starting at half five on a Saturday evening? It doesn't. That's not how this works. For a couple of hours. What is this? It's like a teenage party. Yeah. So her mother says, you're trying to go to a party. And I'm like, what? That's not what a con is like at all. Why has nobody told this woman what a con is? But then she was right. It was. It was just a party. It was just a party, Ben. It was just a big costume party with no drinks. Yeah, it was weird. Very strange. What was that event? Uh, That event was the first of its kind, Michael. Historic. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have no cons in that universe, apparently. So one of the things I found interesting about this, Michael, is that it gives us a real insight into 
it's the first in-depth look at how the Marvel Cinematic Universe worships its heroes. Yes. And I thought it was fascinating because I I think, you know, she's a she's a Captain Marvel fan. She has all these theories about Captain Marvel. She's listening to podcasts where Scott Lang is giving interviews, which makes me very happy. Yeah. Or Scott Lang has a podcast? Or Scott Lang maybe has a podcast? We that don't would work, know. Wouldn't it? Well, that would work. But anyway, these things are happening and we kind of finally start getting in a glimpse into not everybody knows what's going on. Go on. Not everybody knows what happened because they're all saying that Captain Marvel saved the day against Thanos. That's that's not what happened. But we've also seen that um but that's like her fandom, her exactly. friends and family. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So it kind of depends who you're talking to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they have the different things. And it, it's it's their big look at how the world has reacted to this kind of thing. Benjamin, that costume she made wasn't winning any contests. Yeah, and it might be nice to Kamala. Uh, it wasn't winning any contests. But, although it might have won that contest. It might have won that, con- that contest. Poor. Shit. We're going to Comic Cons all the time, Ben, and we're seeing much better costumes than those. Yeah, all the time. All the bloody time people all are doing better costumes time, than those. I have no time for it. No ben. time for it. Benjamin Yeah Her friend is a little Peter Parker fella He's a little Peter Parker fella Who's got some skills yo Yeah He's just Peter Parker He's made his own Google Zuzu Yeah Are we going to see a little Iron Man suit? No do you think so? Do you think Riri Williams Is going to be introduced in this series? I don't think so Ben I don't know I think that might be a bit of a stretch I don't know I think we're going to see a few different introductions Michael I tell you One of the things I I remember early on Michael I heard a rumour That she wasn't a very good actress The young lady playing Kamala Khan That was causing friction on set Did you hear that? I didn't But go on I don't think it's true though I think that was a, an unjust rumour She's a perfectly serviceable young actress Well the thing is Benjamin They seem to have cast her On the basis that you appear to be Kamala Khan I am No not you personally Not oh, Benjamin the, the The actress Is A is Kamala Khan, basically. That's the whole point. So maybe she's a dreadful actress because she's just playing herself, which will be fine. She'll get away with that very easily. Yes, but maybe I think she be messes fine. her lines up a lot and. Oh, okay. Takes well, I mean, do, that's know? okay, isn't it? Well, I mean, that, that, she's, that would still make her a bad actress. Yeah. She's, like, not good at remembering her lines and she gets her positions wrong. And But you can you can save a lot of it in the edit pen fix it in post as you know is a very important uh, phrase that we have here in the in the industry in the, in the industry Michael that we are definitely a part of don't look that up anybody uh, come here to me Michael one of the scenes that broke my heart in this was where her mother and father who are amazing quite yes. frankly some of the yeah. best parents we've ever seen in the MCU very good parents very good parents they make such an effort for Comic-Con, Michael. But and more of an effort than I've ever seen you make. More of an effort than I have ever made for a Comic-Con. But it's uh, Muniba Khan and Yusuf Khan. They're her parents. And Yusuf Khan dresses as a Pakistani Hulk, Michael. Very and good. it was fucking incredible. Excellent. Oh, very good. Incredible Hulk. Benjamin, I I love the character of her mother. We have not seen a character like that in the Marvel Universe so far. Her mother's great. Absolutely great. No nonsense. She she could have been a very one-note kind of hyperbolic character. character. Yeah. But she isn't. She's so calm and restrained and um, it's very good. She, I, like, I have nightmares of her being an Aquafina type over-exaggerating over protective parent. No, I mean, that might happen, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen at all, Michael. Even the great 
the great uh, spoilers for Miss Marvel episode one, um, which we've now. already spoiled quite a bit. But the, even the altercation she has with her daughter in the in the at the end of the episode, very strong, very well very, acted from that lady. Very strong, very well acted, very restrained. Lady. Yeah, Benjamin. Yes. Enough of this emotional and acting bullshit. No one wants to hear about that. What people want to hear about is they've changed her powers. Uh, Michael, I tell you what, this is one great flaw that I think we're going to see in the show. A little bit of Orientalism going on. There is a little bit, isn't there? She's got a magic, some sort of magic Asian bracelet. She's got some sort of magic Asian bracelet that her grandmother sent over. Mm, I struggled a bit to say magic Asian bracelet there. And I, I said to myself... That's a little uh, Edward Said there. It's a little, uh, a little, a little Orientalist. Little bit of Oriental jingle when she puts it on. Why um, can't Kamala Khan uh, fall a crop of a nuclear reactor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why or does she need a magic from, bracelet? Get something from outer space. Um, ben. Yeah. We've discussed this many times on the podcast before, and I stand by my theory that you can't do big stretchy hands on screen and not make it look horrifying. You can if you cover it with purpley lights so that you can't really see the full realistic well, biological effects of it. But her her hands aren't stretching, I think. Her her power just is purple lights. It's a construct, Michael. They look to be yeah. constructs. Yeah, she's essentially Greg Lantern. She's Greg Lantern, Michael. Yeah, but this time a lady. But this time a lady. She also has access to another dimension by the looks of things. Go on. There's a little scene where she does the, the classic uh, TV tumble. She kind of falls through one universe and into another. Does she? Yeah, she she does. When the lights initially take her over, she does a oh, little... Yeah. Some sort of shadow universe. She finds herself in a little shadow realm, Michael. Mm. I, I'd imagine that'll have some tie to some kind of uh, Pakistani folklore or mythology. Oh, do you reckon? Well, maybe not. Maybe it's cosmic, Michael. We don't know. I kind of hope it is cosmic because I think I would rather her be a cosmic hero, her, superhero who happens to be Pakistani yes. than a Pakistani superhero. If you get me. I, I think one of the things that we saw there, Michael, is I think we're going to find out that, yes, it's a Pakistani bracelet. And yes, it has ties to the look. I think the ore it's made out of is going to be cosmic. Whatever yeah. metal was used to forge it is cosmic. Uru, Ben, maybe. Uru, perhaps, Michael. Uru. It's pronounced Benjamin Urdu. It's exactly... Ah, very good. The language yeah. of Pakistan. One of the languages of Pakistan, Ben. Ben. Yes. It's like how I would like to see an Irish superhero on screen whose powers don't relate with Irish mythology. So our Guinness drinking hero is... Off yeah, cards. exactly. <laughs> Guinness fart. I am Guinness <laughs> fart. He can expel toxic gases from his anus, That's but that. only the morning after a heavy sesh. How he is, I'm the waffler with the power to confound and charm. <laughs> Very good. Uh, how he is, I'm church and state. I have the ability... <laughs> I have the ability to keep a firm grip on a population while acting like I don't. I have the ability to unite things and make them very difficult to separate. <laughs> yeah, very good. Ah, That's... hey there, it's me, Orange Man. <laughs> just, just orange I'm not a superhero, man. I'm just a member of the Orange Order. I'm just, I don't oh, think I should Jesus. be here. Ben, let's Whoa. move on. Michael. In a world fraught with a lack of separation between church and state and divided secretary values <laughs> that caused things like the Orange Order to march on the 12th of July, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't nice, it? Yeah. If you could just find a world where friendship conquers all. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Apparently, Michael, a lot of people on the internet think so because, Michael, this very yeah. week... Yeah, what is it? And I can comfortably say we're now kind of 
at the forefront of this, which is a weird thing for me to say. <laughs> Go on. But this week, Michael, <clears throat> someone on the internet published something called the Sweet Weird Manifesto. What is that? Please. So, Michael, come here to me. There is a sci-fi and fantasy novelist called Charlie Jane Anders. Okay. Charlie Jane Anders, Michael. And this week, she took to penning a little manifesto, Michael, called It's Time for the Sweet Weird to Take Over. Right? All right. Now, Charlie Jane Anders uh, writes quite a bit, Michael. Uh, For any of our listeners... Oh, hang on. My notes app has just closed, so I've lost all the... Ah, magic. Ben's lost his... The magic of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Will this make the edit? We'll find out in a couple of seconds whether something funny happens or not. I don't even know. I don't think it will. Um, (laughs) Now, come here to me, Michael. Yes. I'm leaving it in. And he should. It's it's very important. Gold. Podcast gold. Uh, Charlie Jane Andrews has written, and I quote... Yes. Choir boy... Never heard of it. All the birds in the sky. Never heard of it. The city in the middle of the night. Never heard of it. Are these things? These are things that she's written, Michael. Oh, these are things that she's written. Okay, I haven't heard of any of these, but keep going. These are the things that she's written, Michael. Uh, And she writes a lot of short stories Okay. uh, that are published in various magazines of science fiction and speculative fiction uh, things. She's a lady with a bright uh, uh, pink hair, Michael. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, she's quite a hit on the Twitters. Oh yeah, so she penned Pithy. a little. She penned a little manifesto this week, Michael, called the Sweet Weird Manifesto, and she said, and I quote: "Here's my latest newsletter, the Sweet Weird Manifesto." <laughs> Benjamin, you've accidentally said, "Here's my latest nude." Here's my latest newsletter. I didn't say uh, the other thing. I think you're looking at a different Twitter. <laughs> I'm just looking at a Twitter. <laughs> the Sweet Weird Manifesto in my book. Never say you can't survive. I talk about being over grimdark and ready for sweet weird instead. And what is oh. sweet weird story t- storytelling? I'd love to tell you. Okay, lovely. Now, Michael, when she defines grimdark, Michael, she's talking about kind of your classic sci-fi, fantasy, speculative fiction stories where uh, things are all it's, it's all a bit dark, Michael. In the grim darkness of the forty-first millennium, exactly. there is only war. Exactly, it's your Gideon Raveners, it's your bloody uh, Gregor Eisenhorns, it's your bloody Elizabeth Beckwins. Oh yeah, it's your Halo Reach, Ben. It's your reaching for your halos, mm. Michael. Uh, and it's it's you know it's your Batman's. It's it's anything like that, Michael. You could take your pick of them. It's all a bit dark and a bit violent and a bit, a bit grim. So uh, one is Sarah uh, Charlie. I'm gonna um, Miss Anders. Yeah. Miss Anderson has published something called the Sweet Weird Manifesto. Uh, the Sweet Weird Manifesto is the core idea of Sweet Weird is the world makes no sense, but we can be nurturing, frivolous, and kind. We don't have to respond to lu- the ludicrous logic of the world around us by turning mean and nasty or by expecting anyone else to be horrible. At the very least, we can carve out friendly, supportive spaces in the midst of chaotic nonsense and maybe help each other survive. Okay, Ben, sounds like the Looney Tunes. Sounds like the Looney Tunes, Michael, except it's not really. Michael, you don't really have to look very hard or very far to find examples of this existing throughout fandoms at the moment. Okay, Um, I'd like to hear more. We could argue that this entire genre was perhaps birthed by one adventure time. Oh, that's the one where there's a little boy with a funny hat on and he's got a little bendy dog. It's Finn the Human and Jake the Dog, Michael. Okay. Now, initially, we saw that progress. You know, they, they're from the land of Ooh, Michael. Ooh. Ooh. And initially, when we saw them, uh, there were fun little adventures between a, a boy and his dog. Mm. 
taking on the world. And then as, as the series progressed and as the fan base grew older, that world turned out to be very dark and creepy. Yeah, it doesn't I was just about to say, isn't doesn't that have a kind of a, a pretty pretty harsh central conflict to it? That show? Yeah, so the lich is is kind of radioactive death. Hmm. That's what the lich represents. He's nuclear holocaust. Give or take. Yeah, that doesn't sound that sweet or that and as weird, goes, but it's ah, not very see, sweet. That's the point, Michael. At the what? core of that is Finn's relationship with Jake and his pals, Marceline the Vampire Queen hmm. and Princess Bubblegum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they bond together, Michael, there's nothing they can't do in the face of a very grim world. Benjamin has done a very good kind of TV point at the screen and uh, sideways grin there while he said that. It was very good, very visual. Shame that we're not in the right format for that. But anyway, what happened there, Michael, was that uh, that kind of planted a seed in many, many minds, Michael. And we got other things such as... Yes. Steven Universe. Steven Universe, Benjamin, you're always going on about it. I've never seen a single bit of it. You probably don't ever have to see it if you don't want to, Michael. But the central conceit of Steven Universe is that the stakes aren't that high. Oh, okay. Everyone can't So what I mean by that is you can watch Steven Universe in the comfort of knowing that he will definitely triumph. Okay. So where Adventure Time would have failed in the Sweet Weird Manifesto is there are moments where poor Finn the human goes through existential crisis or has a serious blow dealt to him or he loses an arm or something. Mm. You know, it's dark at point times. It's a bit, it's a bit grim. That, that'll never happen to Steven boys. Universe, Michael. That'll yes. never happen to Steven Universe. In fact, the central conceit of Steven Universe is you don't have to be swinging fists to win. You can just give people a little hug. Oh, that's nice. And it'll be grand. Just a good solid huggy hug. Well, that's lovely. And everything will work out. And that's that's kind of the core of, of Sweet Weird, Michael. Um, and, and we see it even more, Michael, um, in more recent cartoons. It's it's really ramping up, if you will. Oh, not too much, though. Not too much. Uh, <laughs> not too much, though. But we have, things like, we have things like the Owl House, Michael. Never heard of it. What's that? The Owl House is a Disney Plus series about a young lady who's transported from our Earth to a really magical, mystical universe. She makes lots of weird pals in this universe that's quite dangerous in lots of different ways. We saw the reboot of She-Ra, Princess of Power on Netflix. Benjamin, I liked it. I saw it in my friend Paul's house. Yeah, so that's a that's a fairly decent example of something like um, Sweet Weird. Is it? In what way? Uh, because, again, the stakes are, are not very high. We don't have to worry about absolute death for our characters or anything like that. And they do quite often try... Uh, oh, sorry, in Shira, And they quite often triumph through the power of friendship. They do triumph through the power of friendship. They triumph through the power of friendship and the power of believing in yourself. Yeah, and that's closely the Closely related, I believe. Um, there are other examples that you will hate, Michael. For example, Star Trek Lower Decks. Benjamin, I've seen one or two episodes. I didn't hate them. It just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for you, Michael. So uh, let, let's let's set up a, a distinctive pair here, Michael. On the one hand, you've got Rick and Morty. Yeah, Richard and Mortimer. Richard and Mortimer. And then on the other hand, you've got Star Trek Lower Decks. Now, both of these play with a very, simpler con- a very similar concept, right? Yeah. Both of these are set in universes filled with madcap adventures, impossible technology, and a wacky lack of consequence, right? Yeah, I like a wacky lack of consequence. You you like a wacky lack of consequence, right? But one of the great flaws of... (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm struggling to to speak. (laughs) I'm struggling to speak. But one of the things that sets Rick and Morty apart is... And one of the things that really damaged Rick and Morty, especially in the third season there or thereabouts is the fact that no matter what happened Rick could win through a dramatic display of ultra violence or superiority 
Just blow someone's head up. Just blow someone's head up. Death is the quick, you know, deus ex machina here. It's a rickus ex machina. Yeah, you can just kill anyone, Ben, by just going, ah, I killed you with a big laser. Yeah, I, I, I built a weapon and now you're dead. So, ben, I was, uh, if you remember, we do have one rule on this podcast. Sorry, there's no yeah. Rick and Morty voices. Sorry, I'll get rid of that. So, I could have I kind of close, but uh, I, I, my, I fell down my, at the last yeah. hurdle, Michael. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, my impression was purposefully bad. Sorry. <sighs> ben spiraled into a depression now. Benjamin, tell us more about Sweet Weird. Uh, so anyway, uh, following that yeah. uh, there, Michael, what we got yeah. after that, right? Go on. Was Star Trek Lower Decks. Star Trek Lower Decks followed that same similar madcap form. And there's a bit of death, Michael. But really, the core of how Star Trek Lower Decks resolves its plots is through... Uh, depending on your crew, and I suppose that's what marks it out as a Star Trek thing, as opposed to just a Rick and Morty ripoff. It's about learning to trust your crewmates. Mm, too many antics. Too many antics for you, Michael. Probably not up there with your things. But there are other interesting examples, Michael. One of them being, one yes. of them being, everything, everywhere, all at once. Benjamin, that wasn't. That was. It was. It was. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I like that. I like I, that. You have to. I you have that, to slowly be like, "Oh fuck, he's not entirely wrong." He's not entirely wrong, I suppose, because Benjamin, what that film led us to believe was that the answer to all of the problems was kung fu, and that the universe was going to end. Yeah, that the universe was going to end unless we could solve it with kung fu. But actually, what it was was your daughter's sad because you're kind of not being inclusive of her. Yeah. Try and uh, try and be nice to your family for a change. Try and be nice to the gang, please. Try and be nice to your family for a change. And strangers, you fucks. You fucks. And that was the core message. And the core message isn't resolved ever through violence. No, the Kung Fu didn't do anything, really. Didn't do anything, really, Michael. And that's at the core of Sweet Weird. And Sweet Weird is this new thing, as I said. It's a new little manifesto. Will it catch on, Michael? I'm not so sure. But I read it earlier on this week and I said, that'd be an interesting topic to take a look at. Benjamin, um, we are we are due a bit of a pop cultural shift, aren't we? I, I think we're in the middle of it, Michael. I think we've witnessed a lot of it, and I think we're we're now traveling through it. Go on. Uh, I I think we're seeing that push towards. Oh Jesus, lads! A bit of compassion wouldn't go amiss, would it? Mm. I think Ben, there's probably something in pop culture at the moment, somewhere bubbling under the surface, some little small fandom that's going to explode out and be the next kind of big thing. Now I know that always happens, obviously, but we're 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 kind of getting the last couple of years, the last decade, even maybe yeah. Rick and Morty was kind of the last thing that has happened with, but things are coming to us fully formed and big already. Okay, go on, tell me a bit more about that. You know what I'm like? I'm like I mean, it's like the boys. The boys is coming. It's coming in two years. It's going to be gross. It's going to be horrible. There's going to be things coming out of people's arses. Yeah. There's going to be people's impaled with dildos. We'll have a million viewers on the first episode and it'll come out fully formed. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is coming out soon. You've heard of that. You've heard of Lord of the Rings, haven't you? Well, here it is, but it's a thousand years earlier. That'll be big. Look how much money we've put into it. What's small and counterculture and bubbling under the surface and counterculture Ben in the past used to be gross and horrible and butts explodey but now that gross and horrible and butts explodey and superheroes and massive budgets and big fights are the mainstream what's the new counterculture going to be well it's a little bit interesting that you mentioned that Michael because you've given me a buttery smooth segue into my my last point for this is we're already seeing it happen to existing properties go on 
Loki, the television series, Michael, engages just a little bit with Sweetcore. Sweet, you've changed the name. Sweet Weird. Go on, Sorry. okay. With, with Sweet Weird, because what we see, Michael, Loki's a bit of a dickbag in the Marvel Universe up until Loki, the television series. Yeah, certainly that version of him. He's he not great, like. But uh, the variant Loki is all about friends and pals and forgiveness. His whole interaction with Lady Sif. Gross. Where he's trapped in an eternal loop of, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be a dickhead. Mm. I'll never forgive you. You're worthless. That whole thing, which kicked off some very large kinky awakenings in some people. <laughs> but, you know, other people watched it just fine, I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, but yeah look come here to me like what we saw in that Michael is fundamentally Loki learning to trust someone else now it happens mm. to be his weird alternate universe incestuous fucking lover but yeah that is a bit weird it's irrelevant to the entire thing because what we're learning is you have to take a risk on people and trust them <laughs> is it irrelevant though <laughs> it's not irrelevant it's fucking weird Michael but what can weird. we do what can, what we, can do? we do so ladies and gentlemen I'll tell you what we could do Ben go on Big lot of one star reviews on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, just fucking review bomb the shit out of it because we yeah. don't want we don't want anybody except straight white men in our media. <laughs> I don't know if that's what the review bombs are about, Ben. What honest. is it about I then? I think <laughs> throwback a... to an hour ago. I think it's more about um, Muslims. I think it's about oh, brown people are getting too much of a break, Michael. We haven't no, been too hard no, on no, Muslims I, lately. <laughs> I don't think it's it's even about brown people. I, well, I mean, who knows what is in the hearts of the people who once are review things they haven't seen? But, Ignorance, probably, yeah. But um, I think it's about what they're saying on the surface level. It appears to be that it's about Islam and the promotion therein in American culture. Um. It's very. I uh, I thought this is this is going back to a point that we've already covered. I thought there was a very healthy representation of Islam in that show. Yeah, yeah, she is a Muslim. It's not the whole thing. It's not it's... the whole thing at all. In fact, there's one part where the father takes his son to task for praying too much. Yeah, he's like, "Come on now, come on! Okay. If you if you don't if you don't put something in your mouth between prayers, you'll starve." Mm, and I was yeah. just like, "That's good. I like that." Interesting. That's funny. I I don't know, Michael. I think I think this is the exact type of show. It's very Kim's Convenience Store season one meets well, uh, meets kind of a Netflix drama with Zany Energy. I'm I'm into mm. it. All right, me too. Yeah. Uh, right, ladies and gentlemen, are you into it? Are you into Sweet Weird? <laughs> what kind of examples can you think of? What cultural shift are you saying? What's the next big cultural thing to emerge? Tell us now, what? so we can do it on Tell a podcast. Tell us now. No, we won't do a podcast. We'll buy into it. We'll buy stocks in it or whatever. We'll buy stocks into it because that's how pop culture works. Ladies and we'll gentlemen, you can find us in a couple of different places to let us know those things. We're on the interwebs at www.shomerbeog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed. You can find us on Instagram at your luxury listen podcast. You can always find <laughs> updated with the latest in pop culture news and happenings. Yeah, this week it'll be a three-part series on why Mick is a fuck. Um, oh yeah, and oh, yeah. then you can keep it brief, on, are you? Only three. You can find us on Twitter as well uh, at your listen, uh, which is also updated with all the latest stuff that we can do. But the oh, best we're always way. putting hot takes on there, hot takes about Islam in America. The best way, we're on a watch list now, I'm sure of it. Uh, the best way for us to get involved with, uh, sorry, the best way for you to get involved with us is to get up on that Discord, baby. At least we're on someone's bloody watch list, Ben. Somewhere. <laughs> Somehow. Hop up on the Discord. The link is down below in the description. Benjamin. Yeah. Speaking of Discord, our most popular happening last week were on our um, 
our sore bashing channel, our channel specifically <laughs> dedicated to harassing internet prick Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. There were some <laughs> great bloody sick burns from the listeners there, uh, Michael. I enjoyed them massively. Let me grab one or two of them here very, very quickly. I tell you, you didn't enjoy this them. upon me, you fuck. Kevin Sorbo probably didn't enjoy them, but nobody cares what he thinks. Benjamin, I would like to say that one of our listeners, we won't say anyone's names. Yeah, no, we'll because, be fine. Yeah, yeah, just in case Kevin Sorbo ever gets a, hang, a handle on this. But one of the listeners said that he looks like a grown-up Kevin off Kevin and Perry, Ben. Ha! Uh, Very good. I'm involved Very good, in Benjamin. And then someone else, Benjamin, said, if he was so strong as Hercules, maybe he should uh, try lifting his career out of the gutter. Uh, some of them are... But... <laughs> One other person just in the sore bashing channel said he is a real prick. Yes, he <laughs> I was is. Like, simple, succinct. It was right there. So if you have anything mean to say about Kevin Sorbo, hop up on the uh, Discord there. Yeah, you had a very clever mythological joke in response to one person who said, if you're such a, uh, a good Hercules, try lifting your career out of the gutter, you prick. And you said the 14th yeah. labor of Hercules. Enjoyed that, joke. Michael. It tickled me. A, yeah, little joke uh, on the labors of Hercules. So for all the best Western classical references in pop culture, please mm. check out our Discord, ladies and gentlemen. Hop up on it. Go on. Bye-bye. See you next week. When we're, no, see, see you on Wednesday, Ben. Is it Wednesday? No, we're not doing an episode this week, are we? Yeah, we did one last we week. Are. No, Collecting no. Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book No, club. we did Collecting Issues last week. Did we? What yeah. was it? It was bloody the six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. Oh, and where can the listeners find that? Uh, they could find it anywhere that a good podcast are sold. Fucking buttery smooth. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you, bye.